ladies and Welcome to the official iconoclastically bombastic sports college football. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the IB Sports Brawl for it all. We still have Chase's music from his college football podcast. I got to figure out how to get rid of that. But today we have two contestants that stepped into the IB Sports Arena. We have Jimmy Hicks. And Brian Malone. How are you, gentlemen? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, I can. And then Malone should be coming in. Can you hear me, Brian? Yep, I can hear you. All right, we're going to get this thing started. But first, I am going to post it in the group so that everybody can... Follow along. Uh, I have a good idea for how to do the um, the heads or tails thing, but instead I think I'm just going to flip a coin. <laughs> and it's about it can go first, first, no matter. All right, uh, Malone, you want you want to kick? You want to be on defense or offense? Kick or receive? Uh, I'm a kick. All right, so that means you get to first. You get to go first, and we'll alternate. Let me read the rules again. I'm still posting this in the page. The rules for people that are listening and for our contestants. The rules of the game play are fairly simple. There are two contestants. One's on offense. One's on defense. The contestant on offense must make the first point. The player on defense must disagree with the point by making a better point or refuting the offensive or refuting the offensive player's point. There are four quarters. Each quarter consists of four downs or questions where both players get a chance to play offense and defense. After each question, the winner is named. You get three out of four. Get you seven points like a touchdown. You get two out of three questions uh, in your favor or two out of four questions in your favor. That's three points. Offense can only score. And then less than two, you don't score at all. So, Let's get it started. Wait one more second, and I'm going to try to link us up with these guys. Facebook, here we go. Promote. And then where are we at? All right, let me double check. Let me put it on here. All right, you're going to have 30 seconds to finish ask each question. We're going with uh we're going with Jimmy, right? To start off. Yep. Yeah. All right. Serena Williams and American Pharaoh had a controversy this week. American Pharaoh was not named the sports person of the year despite being a horse, and Serena Williams was that raised a lot of controversy. Is this an issue or a non-issue? Jimmy, you have 30 seconds. I mean, it's a non-issue. I mean, you're talking sports person of the year. Serena Williams is a person, naturally. American Pharaoh is a horse. American Pharaoh, of course, did what no other horse has done since Secretariat, you know, won the Triple Crown. Uh, Serena nearly got the Grand Slam, three out of four. Uh, it, it's easily a non-issue. I, I don't know how you can argue that a horse should win it over a person when it's sports person of the year. 
You're up, Malone, on defense. You got to take the opposing opinion. Well, I mean, I think, uh, you know, horse racing is still a sport. Uh, and if you look at the public poll that Sports Illustrated posted up on their, on their website while they were doing this vote, uh, I believe that American Pharoah got like 275,000 votes while Serena Williams didn't even get 1%, not even 5,000 votes. So, you know, when you look at it that way, I mean, the, the public was way behind American Pharoah compared to Serena Williams. And I think Sports Illustrated got it wrong. All right. I am go- actually going to give that to Malone a little bit because he did a little research on the results of the poll. I'm going to give that one to Malone. So Malone stopped him on that particular one. Let's go to the next question. The next question involves this time, when we feel the whole possession, it'll be Jimmy on offense. Uh, let's see. This question is about the Milwaukee Bucks and them going to a strip club and getting blasted by their coach, Jason Kidd, for going to a strip club instead of the night before the game. Jimmy, is this an issue or is this a non-issue? I mean, I see it as a non-issue personally. Um, I mean, we all professionals. We all work. Uh, what we do in our time off is what we do in our time off. I mean, I can see where he can see it as an issue. The team is underachieving uh, compared to what they did last year. Um, but, you know, hey, the guys are off. It is what it is. Guys, you know, men are going to be men. Boys are going to be boys. They're going to go out and party, and there's not much you can do about it. All right, Malone, you are on defense here. Sorry, uh, I man. I agree with him, you know, from, from the standpoint of his point, his point, but I think it's an issue – the way that Jason Kidd went about it. Uh, I don't think he needs to chastise him in the media. You know, I think that's something that needs to be handled in-house. Like if you don't want to go to strip clubs, you tell him you don't want to go to strip clubs, but it's not something that, you know, you need to make public knowledge that your team is going out to strip clubs the night before games and things like that. All right, good job on that one. I'm going to give that one to Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy, you're up again. We have college coaches like Bo Ryan resigning in the middle of the year in order to prolong it, like Bayheim, I believe Dean Smith did this. I Spurrier didn't do it on purpose, but he ended up doing it. But these college coaches like Bo Ryan basically are stringing it out, retiring early in the season to allow their longtime assistants to be interim coaches so they'll have a better chance at the job. Is this behavior an issue or is it a non-issue? I think it's a really big issue. Um, you've got these coaches that go out and recruit players to play for them and then to just give up or retire in the middle of the season. I know Bo Ryan said that it was he didn't go out the way he wanted, but it's just something that shouldn't happen. Um, you know, you recruit these guys, you tell them they're going to play for me, you know, I'm going to be your coach, I'm going to coach you to be a man, go to the next level succeed in life, and to just up and leave is a big issue for me. Hello, your response. Um, to me, I think it's a non-issue. Um, you know, when you look at, like, the business sector, for, for, uh, for example, you know, a lot of times, like, CEOs will groom their replacements and try to handpick their replacements. So I think it's something that goes on more often than you think, just not in the same context. Um, so I, I don't think it's a big issue. You know, obviously, these are these are their guys. You know, they they hired them as their long-term assistants for a reason, so they're going to do everything they can to help them out. Uh, and it helps the kids, honestly, 
keep some continuity around. You know, they stay in the same system. It's not as much of an upheaval with the assistant staying on as the head coach. Uh, I got that one even, so basically that kind of favors uh, Malone. This time you need to score one more so that you can get a – yeah, you need you need to score one more so you can get at least a field goal out of this, Jimmy. The Browns coach Mike Patton says Russell Wilson is not an elite quarterback. Issue or non-issue? I mean, non-issue from the fact that I agree with what he's saying. Big issue for the fact that he said it in the media. Now they're just going to torch – Torch the Browns this weekend. Uh, yeah, that's something you want to say to your team in the locker room. That's not something you want to broadcast in the media, get that Seahawks defense fired up, get Russell Wilson fired up. I mean, he's on a tear the last few games. Uh, I just don't understand why you would say that in the media. I don't get it. It's a big issue that he said it. Malone, you're on defense. I mean – you know, here's the thing. Does Mike Patton even know what elite really is? <laughs> you know, they said the Browns are what two and two and eleven right now. I think. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think it's the last nail in the coffin for Mike Patton. <laughs> I'm gonna get that one to Malone. So I mean, no, how can you not? Oh, I did. This is what I not say. This, this is what I didn't say, which I should have said. Of course, this is all a process. If you disagree with one of my decisions. You can throw the challenge flag. You have one, well, we have two challenges per game. So if you have a disagreement with something they said or a disagreement with something I said, you can throw the challenge flag and try to make your point and see if you can recoup. Now he wins off comical. Yeah, that, that was pretty good on that one. All right, now this time you're on defense. You didn't score that time because he got – you only scored once. One was a tie, and then he kind of got two. So – you are now – you're on defense, Jimmy. I know I said I was flipping in one quarter, but let's just go back and forth for each quarter. So now Jimmy's on defense, Malone's on offense. Second quarter, this is all true or false. The offensive person has to pick true or false. The defensive person has to take the opposite position. Kyrie Irving's return, Irving's return to the Cavaliers will hurt the team's chemistry. True or false? Yeah, I think it's false. Well, uh, yeah. It's false. It has to be false. Um, you know, they were in the NBA Finals with him last year. Uh, yeah, I mean, he missed games last year as well, but he played most of the season. And I mean, it's going to hurt Kevin Love's numbers, you know, that's for sure. But I don't think it's going to hurt the overall team chemistry. I, I think LeBron's locked in, and he's got, you know, all the other guys believing in it. So I, I, I don't see Kyrie's return hurting the chemistry at all. Jimmy. Um, I've got true. So, you know, over a series of games and over a certain amount of a certain span of games, maybe a month worth of games, I think it's going to hurt the chemistry. Um, what they've been doing so far, you know, they started off real sluggish, I think seven and six, uh, but they turned it on late with the lineup they're running. Uh, Delhi is, I mean, doing fair. I mean, he's not Kyrie, but taking the ball away from LeBron and the other playmakers is definitely going to hurt the chemistry. Uh, for a certain amount of time. All right. I favor Jimmy on that one. Number two, did Pete Rose blow his last chance to get in the Hall of Fame? Alive? I mean, while he's alive, yeah, I think so. (laughs) Uh, Maybe he gets in at some point, but I I, I think – I mean, I don't know how they can get – he's still betting on games, and I don't know how they can let him in. (laughs) 
your response, Jimmy? I, I mean, I don't know how to respond to that one now. I mean, that is uh, I'm not going to say it's not possible that he could get in the hall. Um, so false, I mean, it's not impossible. It's highly improbable, though. He would have to do a complete 180, 800-club type. Uh, I mean, gambling meetings, you know, but just give it to Malone because I don't I, – I, I agree with him. Tough one. We're working on the format. Remember, folks that are listening in, not necessarily their opinion, but we're kind of playing devil's advocate, so it's a competition kind of thing. Uh, so Malone gets that one. Adrian McCarron, Adrian McCarron, Brian, will lead the Bengals to at least one playoff win. True or false? Uh, that's got to be false, man. Yeah, I mean, there's a possibility it's true depending on who they play. Uh, you know, if they end up, like, with Denver in the, in the first round, but I don't think that's a possibility, to, you know, because of the seeding. Uh, but I don't have to say false, man. He just looks awful against Pittsburgh, you know, throwing pick sixes, throwing balls you know, deep down the field that he shouldn't be throwing. Uh, they're getting picked off. So I, I, I actually don't know if he wins one game that they have left. Jimmy. Yeah, I think this can be true. Um, with the way that team is built, you know, they have a really good secondary. Their pass rush is, is very good. Um, wide receiver is excellent. They have two good running backs. I think he can win a game. Of course, you know, like Brian said, it's going to depend upon matchup. But they match up well, even with McCarron, you know, under center with most teams, and you never trust a ginger. You never trust a ginger. <laughs> <laughs> I can get that one thing. Humor seems to work. You guys could be entertaining. You could be fact-based. Just like the group, however you want to make your marks. I get that one, too. Uh, uh, Jimmy on defense with a stop. Last one for the second quarter. Malone got one. He got two. So we'll be looking for a third. All right, Malone, should the Broncos bring Peyton Manning back? We posted a stat today showing how Brock Osweiler has struggled and led the league in three and outs since he's become the starter. Should they go back to Peyton Manning? Uh, this is a tough one because Peyton Manning still leads the league in interceptions. Um, still, even though he's missed four games, he still leads the league in interceptions. So, but – they were also 10-1 or something like that with Peyton Manning as a starter. Um, so I'd say they do go back to Peyton Manning at some point um, just because of how badly Osweiler struggled. Like you said, he's leading three and outs. Um, but, but it's not a good option either way. You know, like I said, Peyton Manning's missed four games and he still leads the league in interception. Jimmy, your squad. Deep, dear, to your heart right here. Um. No, they should not go back. Um, I've been a Brock supporter since the offseason. Uh, yes, he leads the league in three and outs. Uh, Demarius Thomas almost leads the league in drop. Uh, fumbles. Uh, the inability to consistently run the ball and Kubiak, you know, just giving up on the run leads to those three and outs. 12 carries by Hillman versus Oakland and 51 passes is terrible. Brock threw for over 300 yards. Yeah, we didn't get in the end zone but the offense still looks miles better with Brock rather than Peyton. 17 picks is is way too much. All right, get that one to Jimmy, but Malone got two out of the four questions, so he gets three points on the board. At halftime, our score, the Brian Malone's three, the Jimmy Hicks zero. All right, yeah, Brian, you, you, 
Go ahead. I'm just telling Brian, he wasn't going to win that Denver one. Uh, yeah, he was ready. He was ready for that one. Uh, so I guess we do it like real football. Whoever received would, whoever kicked would get the ball at halftime. So who, who uh, I can't remember who was the one that uh, who had first. first. I had the ball first. It's Brian. I'm on defense. Okay, so it's Brian. All right, Brian Malone. Here we go. This is Would You Rather. All of these questions are Would You Rather. This weekend, Would You Rather have. Odell Beckham Jr. or Josh Norman? Of course, they're facing each other. Uh, I'm going to take Odell Beckham. Um, just from the standpoint that the Giants really don't have anything else, and he has, I think it's like the most hundred yard, most yards, most touchdowns, uh, most hundred yard games through your first twenty five games of your career. Uh, I mean, he's beat everybody that, that they put up against him. So I don't see how you can't say that Odell Beckham at least has a good game this week. Jimmy. Uh, Josh Norman, uh, you know, collectively that defense is what does it. Norman is this year the lockdown corner. Uh, He's a little bit slower, but his hip movement is fantastic. You know, he plays the ball very well. He reads the routes very well. And he gets tremendous jumps and breaks on the ball. Plus, you know, the pass rush he's got, the linebacking core, I've got to go with Josh Norman. Uh, I call him about even slightly towards Jimmy. Would would you rather be out front like the Warriors are, trying to break a record, getting all the attention in the media, being the darlings of the town, toast of the town, or be under the radar like the Spurs, Malone? Oh, honestly, I think I'd rather be the Spurs, uh, just because it it, it helps to try. You know the Warriors don't. The end of the Warriors don't need this, but the Spurs. You know they added some new pieces, and so it helps you to build some continuity when you don't have all that pressure on you. You know, obviously that's why like Cleveland struggled out of the, the first 25, 30 games last year. There's all that pressure on them to to play well and build continuity quickly. And so I mean, when you're going to the radar like that, it gives you an opportunity to to kind of get your team chemistry going and find yourself find find a role for your team. Jimmy. I'm going to go with the Warriors. Um, yeah, you know, the pressure is is heavy, but they stepped up to it last year, uh, especially in the finals. You've got your MVP in Steph Curry, who's playing like a man possessed, like no one can stop him. Um, I, I think it, it's good for them to be out front because it, it keeps the consistency of what they did late last year uh, to keep moving. Um, and Luke's done a great job with Kerr, you know, on the sidelines, of course, to – Help them focus on the end game rather than what we're doing right now with this record. I get that one to Malone. Malone, would you rather have just on your team, I'll say for the rest of the season, I will say, would you rather have on your team for the rest of the season Cam Newton or Russell Wilson? Uh, I'm going to go with Russell Wilson on this, uh, even though I, I do think you know Cam Newton is – an incredible player. Um, he's really, you know, it's crazy. When you look at Cam Newton, his, his numbers before and after that car accident, uh, he's looking at 15 and 0 after the after he got in that car accident or something like that. Uh, and his for some miraculous reason, his passing numbers are better. You know, all these things that happen, but it's still a short span that Cam Newton isn't playing this well. Um, you know what you're going to get from Russell Wilson. Uh, he might not be you know, the athlete or they have the size that Cam Newton has, but he's still a dynamic runner. Um, you know, 
still can make all the throws you need your quarterbacks to make. Uh, and, you know, you never, I mean, you don't really hear about it in the media. You know, I think Russell Wilson is the perfect franchise quarterback uh, for this era of football. You can I have go, a Jimmy. For I don't have to take the opposite, do I? I can take the same. Yeah, yeah. Nah, you got to take the opposite. You got to take the opposite. Definitely, we get the rose. You got to take the opposite. Okay, no problem. You know, in that case, I'll take uh, Cam Newton. Um, his running ability, his his ability to extend a play, is superior to Russell Wilson. Uh, he's shown to be over a length of time a better playmaker with equal to or less than equal receivers to Russell Wilson. Um, his offensive line isn't exactly stellar. Uh, but he still extends plays. He makes plays downfield. Uh, I mean, Cam Newton is superior in every aspect to me. I mean. All right. Let's uh, – I call that one a draw. Last one. So you need one to get a field goal, Malone. Would you rather have – or would you rather beat Peyton Manning right now or Kobe Bryant? Uh, honestly, I I think I'd rather be be Peyton Manning. Um, I don't think he catches the same. You know, people see his body breaking down. Um, you know, they they know he still can mentally play the game, and yeah, you know, I mean it's the same issue for both guys. Um, but I feel like Kobe Bryant's catching a whole lot more more flack for it, um, and that has a lot to do with his fans. You know, him having a lot more like fanboys than than Peyton Manning does. Uh, even though the NFL Peyton Manning doesn't have fans, but Kobe Bryant is a lot more popular of an athlete. Even though you see Peyton Manning in every commercial left and right, uh, but I, I would rather be Peyton Manning. Uh, I think he's on a winning football team right now. Uh, even though he's on the bench, you know, you never know what can happen. Brock Osweiler gets hurt, he's back in there, and, there, and he's back in the playoffs playing again. Uh, that's not a situation that's going to happen for Kobe Bryant this year. Jimmy, damn you, Brian Kobe. Yeah, um, well, you know, the one good thing about Kobe is, you know, he you know, he doesn't have a chance to win, but he does get to play out his final season, uh, his full final season as long as his body permits. You know, we can say all we want that, you know, when Peyton's healthy, he'll be the starting quarterback. I typically don't believe that. Uh, Kobe gets to play in, in front of the fans, you know, enjoy the game that he loves on his way out. Will he win a ring? No. Will he sniff the playoffs? No. But at least he gets to go out there and enjoy himself rather than sit at home on the sidelines or rehabbing. Good. Uh, I get that one to Jimmy. So no score from Malone in the third quarter. We're still three to nothing going into the fourth quarter. We have overrated, underrated, properly rated. I- Jimmy's on offense with a chance to win. Field goal ties. Touchdown wins. Jimmy, but actually, overrated, underrated, properly rated. I want to challenge that last one by saying I don't, I don't, I don't think Kobe's actually enjoying Why not? I don't think Kobe's actually enjoying himself right now. Why not? Why not? I, no, I was just saying I wanted to challenge. I wanted to challenge because I don't think Kobe's enjoying himself right now. You don't. I mean, uh, give me reasons why I you don't think he is. No, I don't think he's enjoying himself at all. They're they're, they're one of the last place teams in the league. He's playing like crap. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think Kobe's enjoying this last season at all. I think that's I, a valid I, I point. Oh, go, go ahead. Jimmy. I mean, I typically, 
I typically have to give the rebuttal of that. If Kobe really wasn't enjoying himself, why is he still playing? I mean, he could easily pull a Bo Ryan and retire right now. Yeah, you can give that astronomical amount of money as to you know why he would continue to play, but at the same time, he could always sign a contract for next year and make eight to twelve million dollars a year staying with the Lakers next year. He's got to be enjoying himself in some capacity, just to be out on the court, be worship like he is every time he goes to arena for arenas for the last time. And he gets to shoot all the time, and he seems to always enjoy that. He can't like losing and sucking either. That part, so part of him probably doesn't enjoy it. But I'm gonna let's call stand on that one. A good try. Uh, okay, coming back at you, Jimmy on offense. Overrated, underrated, properly rated. Carson Palmer right now. Public perception, media fans, everything. The football universe. Overrated, underrated, properly rated. Carson Palmer. Completely underrated. You have all this MVP talk with Cam Newton and Tom Brady, and both of them are, are very deserving of the talk. But nobody's talking about Cam Newton. They're leading that division. Uh, he's playing fantastic, minimal interceptions. No, I didn't. Like I said, I'm doing this off the top of my head. I don't know how many interceptions he has. He has a winning football team, a great defense. He's doing it with an older wide receiver, a banged-up running back core. I mean – He's completely underrated by what he's doing in Arizona with what he's got to work with. No, you're overrated. Well, I guess you you have to you can't use underrated, but overrated, properly rated, underrated uh, for Carson Palmer. Just, just to make the argument, I'm gonna I'm gonna say he's overrated. Uh, this that this there's gotta just be something in the water out there in Arizona. You know, Kurt Warner was awful. But Kurt Warner was awful before he got there. Then he made Pro Bowls and took him to the Super Bowl. And you see the same thing repeating itself right now with, with Carson Palmer. Uh, he was awful in Oakland, awful his last year in Cincinnati, uh, goes out to Arizona. Like I said, there's got to be something in the water because he looks better than he's ever looked before. Uh, he's playing the best football of his career. But at the same time, when you look at it from a whole career's perspective, uh, being a number one pick, being a Heisman Trophy winner and all that, he's he's got to be overrated for his career. I, I'm going with Malone on that one for his fountain of youth <laughs> argument. <laughs> Challenge flag. <laughs> All right, challenge. Tell me why. Tell me why I'm wrong for siding with Malone. Kurt Warner won Super Bowls in St. Louis. Uh, so the Kurt Warner argument is kind of irrelevant in this. Um, injuries inhibited Carson Palmer in Cincinnati. He had, you know, when he was healthy, he was good. And let's be honest, he went to Oakland. Nobody wins in Oakland. That's where careers go to die. He leaves <laughs> Oakland. He Kurt, comes uh, to Arizona, and magically he's, you know, you don't magically get better. You know, he Kurt was Warner always was a good awful last year in St. Louis and in New York. Kurt Warner was awful for a couple of but years. But he won rings there. The greatest show on St. Louis? Oh, Kurt's Kurt last year in St. Louis and his couple of years in New York when he got benched for Eli, he was awful. This is good. Go. The, greatest on, <laughs> the greatest show on turf. Yeah, All right, I'll make my ruling. I will I will see his point and overrule my initial ruling and give him that point on Palmer because Kurt Warner did at least have success in Greatest Show Turf, even though he slowed down for New York. He did have a little bit more success. J.J. Uh, Watt, it's you, Jimmy. And then Malone, you just jump. When he pauses, just jump in. 
J.J. Watt, overrated. <laughs> Two saltines on the phone, too. Overrated, underrated, properly rated. J.J. Watt. I'm going to say properly rated. I mean, he's he's regarded as the best, you know, lineman in the league. He's, he's a great pass rusher. Uh, he gets double team, triple team, and still has an impact on the game. Um, you take him off of that Texans team, and they they drop three wins easily. Uh, he, he's a force to be reckoned with. He can play offense. He can play defense. Uh, he, he can do it all. He's he's your your every guy. I mean, he can do everything. Uh, I'm gonna go from the fact that he's underrated. Actually, uh, you got guys like your brother who who still hate on the guy, even though you know he has multiple 20 sack seasons. Uh, I, I think I think he's one of like a few guys that have ever done that. That multiple 20 sack seasons. Uh, you know, his numbers against the run are incredible. He plays all four defensive line positions. Uh, honestly, I don't think he gets enough love around the league. I mean, you see him a lot of places, um, but he still has his haters, you know, like your brother and, like, some other people out there who don't even actually watch Texans games and watch, you know, J.J. Watt do his thing. Um, but, I, I mean, I watched him play against the Jags twice a year, and the dude is incredible. Uh, like I said, he lines up at all four D-line positions. And when you have a somebody like Tom Brady – Say about J.J. Watt that he looks for J.J. Watt before he looks at the middle linebacker. Um, you know, that speaks volumes to just how good of a player he is. I was siding with I was siding with Jimmy, but I like this Tom Brady thing at the very end. Uh, I'm going to go with Malone on that one. So we even one-to-one on that one. Number three, Steph Curry, Jimmy. You know, this is a tough one here. I'm going to go with overrated. You know, he's a great shooter. He's a great ball handler. But at the end of the day, you know, he's got Draymond Green, who's, you know, a triple, a walking triple-double. No, he's not over at Westbrook. He's not going to put you 30 a night, but he can. Clay, lights-out shooter. I mean, he can do it all. He's got great depth on the bench by players, you know, Iguodala, that would start on most teams in the NBA. He's got a great supporting cast that allows him to be able to shoot in volumes that he does. On other teams, you wouldn't have that luxury. You put Steph Curry on on a bad team, a Sixers team, he's not what he is in Golden State. I mean, I think he's properly rated. Um, I think I think he's going to go down as the greatest shooter ever. Um, you know, like Glenn Joey said, incredible shooter. Um, but I think, you know, people underrate his passing ability. Um you know, the Warriors do use him off the ball a lot, and they use him in very creative ways to get him open. Um, but honestly, I don't think too many people over or underrate Steph Curry. You know, they know what he is. He's, a, he's an MVP winner. He's a finals MVP winner. Or, or a finals winner. Not a finals MVP, a finals winner. Um, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see how people can really underrate or overrate him at this point in his career. That was a tough one. I'm basically going to call it a draw because you both make good points. All right, you need this one to tie it to get a field goal. Aaron Rodgers, overrated, properly rated, or underrated, Jimmy? You know, I studied this one. This is is a properly rated. Um, He's regarded as probably, you know, depending on how you look at it, one or two in the NFL right now as far as quarterbacks go uh, from an overall standpoint with Tom Brady. Uh, he he can make the throws. He can extend plays with his legs. He's extremely extremely accurate. Very strong arm. He can fit tight windows. Can run. Uh, read defenses. I mean, there's not much he can't do. Uh, 
right now he's in a struggle, but receivers can't get open. Far from his fault. Uh, I'm going to have to say he's properly rated. Hello. What? I, I, uh, I don't see any way he can be underrated, so I'm going to have to go make the case that he's overrated. Um, from the standpoint of where are your playoff wins, where are your fourth quarter comebacks, you know, you're a great front runner, you make great plays when you're up by 30, but when the game gets tight, you know, we see Aaron Rodgers make some mistakes sometimes, overthrow some guys, miss some throws here and there. Uh, and that's why I, I'm pretty sure what is it, they haven't won a playoff game since that Super Bowl, I think it is, or maybe they've won one playoff game since that Super Bowl. Um, so they really, you know, for all these accolades that Aaron Rodgers gets, um, they really haven't produced in the, when it matters the most. For the sake of my integrity, because I've been accused of being a Rogers hater, <laughs> I'm going to make the exact arguments that I take. I'm going to give that to Jimmy. So we have a tie. <laughs> so we'll do sudden. Oh, you want to? What are you going to say? You're going to challenge it? No, no. I mean, you give it to me. Oh, okay. I'm not, not going to challenge it. it. So we'll do sudden at no time. And what I, will, what I will do is we will just have one category, free talk. You guys can talk amongst each other for like a minute. And I will well, – we need to find something that you disagree on. Uh, give me the team that you think – well, no, this is what we'll do. Jimmy, you pick You pick the AFC te- – uh, I'm trying to figure out what's more fair because you both have AFC teams. Um, give me a – Yeah, but mine has a short chance of making it. His doesn't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but you still have good knowledge of the NFC, right, though, Brian? Yeah. Okay, all right, so AFC for Jimmy and NFC for uh, Brian. You get to tell me why. Well, we'll we'll do one at a time. Brian Malone, you go first since you've been on defense for long. No offense, defense. Give me your best case for the NFC representative, and after he's done, Jimmy, you give me the best case for the AFC representative, and that will be our second step. In the Super Bowl, who I think is going to make the Super Bowl? Yeah, who do you think is going to make the Super Bowl for the NFC? I mean, it's got to be Arizona. Uh, even though Seattle's playing so well right now, uh, Arizona still beat them. Arizona put up, I think it was like 39 points on Seattle, so scoring on Seattle is not an issue for Arizona. Um, you know, they're not afraid of Seattle. They're not afraid of going into Seattle and beating Seattle. They're one of the teams, few teams that have done that over the last five years. You know, not many losses in Seattle, but Arizona's one of the teams to go up there and beat them. And uh, they're not going to have home field all the way through. I mean, you know, they're going to have to go to Carolina. Um, but I just I think you know quarterbacks will win you games right now, and, and Carson Palmer is a better quarterback right now than Cam Newton. Give me your AFC, Jimmy. Well, I, mean, I think you know who I'm going with. I, I've got to stay Homer <laughs> and go with Denver. Um, you know, their biggest their biggest threat is themselves. Uh, the defense, you know, they say offense wins games, defense wins championships. They have a championship caliber defense. You know, Tlaib and Harris, probably the best cornerback duel in the NFL. You've got T.J. Ward, uh, a relentless pass rush when DeMarcus Ware and Von Miller are both healthy. The question mark comes, can the offensive line hold up to to have the ability to run the football? I don't think they have to be a high-scoring team. Who do they need to score against? New England. That's it. They've proven they can score against New England. They can beat New England. We can talk about injuries all day long. New England was injured. Well, guess what? You got beat by a backup quarterback with, you know, no offensive line. I've got to go with 
with Denver. Okay, go ahead. Well, I'll, I'll let you know on the thing. All right, I'm going to go with Brian Malone because he went with the fanboy route, and Denver is not going to swoop over that sorry quarterback <laughs> now that he's off the line. Did I'm any, still throwing that challenge flag. I'm throwing the challenge flag. I thought you were gone. <laughs> you said you were gone. You said you were gone. I'm throwing that damn challenge flag. Just <laughs> <laughs> Just because I went the homer route don't mean that I don't predict for them to actually make it. I said it wasn't accurate, but you left out some things. But you got a lot of calls against New England. You got a lot of favorable calls. Gronk got out. It's probably not going to be. Gronk went out in the fourth quarter. Wasn't it in Denver? Let's talk about injuries. You lost T.J. Ward and Sylvester Williams in the first half. Granted, they're not Gronk, but they're big parts of that defense. No Ryan Clady. We're on a patchwork offensive line. Our center is not really a center. We have a busted left tackle who can't block You're telling me reasons why you're not going to land. You're just giving me reasons why you're not going to go to Super Bowl. (laughs) But I'm telling you that we still (laughs) won. We still beat New England with that. Are you going to beat New England in New England with Grubb? You're talking about why New New England will win. New England late in the game. They lost Gronk late in the game. They gave up. They were down. We were down double digits and still come back twice and won the game. I mean, I think the Broncos would have changed the caliber defense. Beat New England. I think the Broncos have changed the caliber I was going to say, I think they have a championship caliber defense, but I just, you know, this isn't the era of the game manager wins the Super Bowl anymore. Like, Brock Osweiler is not going to be the guy. I just, I can't see Brock Osweiler being the guy to go and win a Super Bowl. All right, gentlemen, I'm going to say that the play on the field stands, even though Jimmy gave a very spirited defense of his team. Thank you. This is not easy. People that are listening, thank you guys for doing it. I'm a, I'm I'm emailing NFL about this. Can you, can you file a protest of the league? Yeah, we will have a review board, and we'll have the commissioner uh, review some of the calls never made. <laughs> Yeah, Thank yeah. you, guys. We, we I appreciate it. All right, folks. Ain't no problem, man. Hey, good, good job, Brian. Nice it's win. Either, no, you, you've been to an asterisk beside it. You've been to for it all, folks. You gave me a There's an asterisk beside it like the Patriots championships, but good job. <laughs> 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 <laughs>